0: As I've been saying, welcome back for the past 28 years here yep. on Living the Good Life show, t It Up Radio Network, State Farm Insurance Los Angeles Studios. Hal Gottfried, AJ Gottfried. Hope everybody is uh, bunkered uh, down and uh, staying safe and uh, being healthy. It's such a pleasure in this segment uh, introducing a former FDA Associate Commissioner and uh, He is Peter Pitts, president for the Center of Medicine and Public Interest, and he's in New York City. Pleasure having you on.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Peter, good to talk to you. Really, uh, you're in the uh, epicenter there in New York. So firstly, uh, give us your take on uh, today with this Easter week uh, going on, the situation. Any improvement there in New York City with the epidemic? Well, you
1: know, I think that uh, we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I think we're probably just past peak. So the numbers here are still pretty high and rather scary. But I think that we understand that our social distancing and our sheltering in place really have made a tremendous difference. And you know, being on the streets of New York right now, walking the dog or going to the supermarket, it's kind of an eerie quiet. Yeah. But I think that it reminds us kind of a little bit of just what happened post nine eleven where we're coming together as a community and that at least is a good feeling.
0: Want to talk a little bit about uh, hand sanitizers? I mean, there's good and there's bad with everything. Give us your comments on that situation. Well,
1: obviously, hand sanitizers are incredibly important. Keeping your hands clean, keeping your face clean, personal hygiene crucial. Uh, but lots of shortages. Uh, lots of reasons for that. But before I get into those, let me just tell people that just because you can't get hand sanitizers from the store doesn't mean that good old soap and water isn't still an incredibly powerful tool. You know, one of the issues that's happening now is we prioritize uh, medicines and ventilators and masks and gowns and gloves, and all those things are incredibly important. But we should also prioritize hand sanitizers. It's something we can all do in our homes all the time, and the government can do more in terms of adding that to the list of priority items of things that we need.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm using it day and night, minute by minute. It seems like I feel like a, it's almost like a mental state of mind. I feel like if I touch something and I'm a little, a little curious about what I touched, I got to I gotta get my uh, hand sanitized. It's just crazy what we're living in right now.
0: You've been good about it for years. It sure is.
1: It, it, it's good that you're being obsessive. That's, that's learned behavior. It's incredibly helpful. You know, and I'd rather have you know manufactured hand sanitizer than homebrew. And I think that the government needs to help us kind of get that message across.
2: When you say homebrew, what does that mean?
1: Well, a lot of people are making hand sanitizers out of whiskey or vodka hmm. or you know rubbing alcohol. And uh, you know, I mean, any type of alcohol is useful to to wash your hands. But I think that there are so many components that go into a real hand sanitizer gel that the government should prioritize making sure that we have that type of
2: a supply. You know, this, you know, as sad and as scary as it has been um, with this pandemic, I feel like maybe if we were to pull some kind of positive from it, it would be that people can learn and try to study and practice good hygiene. What's your take on that?
1: Absolutely, I think you know if, if anything that if, if any positives come out of the situation, it's that we we can learn better. You know what's uh, proper health behavior, you know uh, hygiene at the top of that list, but also making sure that we all get the proper vaccinations, that our kids get vaccinated, uh, that we understand the value of community response in healthcare situations. I think the fact that we're going to lift COVID nineteen largely through. Uh, social distancing and uh, sheltering in place is an amazing lesson. This is kind of our, this is our greatest generation moment that we can actually be the greatest generation by sitting at home on our living room couch.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, we're speaking with Peter Pitts. He's the president for the Center of Medicine in the Public Interest. Talk a little bit about uh, your organization, Peter.
1: Well, thanks for asking. Center for Medicine in the Public Interest is a not-for-profit think tank. We do a lot of work on. Healthcare policy, uh, broadly speaking, FDA regulations specifically, uh, access to medicine, the price of drugs, and now these days, you know, how to make sure that from a COVID situation we get drugs to help, as well as um, devices and tests, and ultimately a vaccine.
2: You know, um, a lot of hype on uh, on the rush. Let's say of trying to find a vaccine or a cure, or how about just a drug that actually can fight this particular uh, virus and you know you get a lot of talk you hear about some of these drugs uh, you know combination of of two Um, but you know the process and people may not understand this I mean it's not I mean I realize people are are taking it now because I mean what else are you going to take and you know why not why not gamble with something but the the process from an FDA perspective I mean it takes a lot a lot longer than what we're seeing right now.
1: Well, first of all, it's important to understand that about 85% of the people that contract uh, COVID-19 will ride it out at home, in bed, plenty of liquids, and uh, TLC as available. The, the, uh, the drugs that we're talking about that have been for other purposes that are being repurposed COVID-19 on really just anecdotal data, no real science behind it at all, those treatments are for people that are older or have pre-existing conditions or in the hospital so, you know the majority of people are, aren't going to get these drugs. These are really for people who are or who are desperately ill. And the FDA has issued what's called an emergency use uh, authorization that allows doctors to use these medicines at their discretion. So it's not for most people, it's for the small percentage of the population that can have serious uh, COVID consequences.
0: You know, talking with you, Peter, is just a good reminder for all of our listeners. And th- this is coming from me personally. I mean, I have to watch my blood sugar. I take a, a sample of uh, my blood every day. Uh, I watch my blood pressure. Uh, is It's a reminder just to everybody not to forget, uh, uh, not just think about uh, COVID, COVID, but also yeah. you know, your other conditions. You got to take your medications if you're on them.
1: You bet. I mean, the whole concept of health literacy, of understanding your own health situation also, quite frankly, of personal responsibility is another lesson hopefully we can learn from the COVID-19 situation. Yeah.
2: And, you know, based on this, I mean, like prior to this really coming out and, and let's be honest, scaring the hell out of everyone, um, and I, I'm sure the media has a lot to do with it. Of course, it is for real. It is serious. But at the end of the day, I mean, like if you really look back on it, I mean, I can't even remember the time where i was constantly washing my hands and and using sanitizer with everything else that we had to deal with you know the the horrible flu uh viruses that change constantly i mean i never did this prior to that and it's just amazing i bet if i did use hand, hand sanitizer this much i probably would have never gotten sick like i had you know,
1: there's, a lot of, there's a lot of truth to that you know we, we rely on what's called the magic pill syndrome. Yeah. For every problem that we have, smoking or being overweight or having a cold, that there's a magic pill for everything. When the truth is that a lot of this simply resides in better diet, exercise, personal hygiene. Uh, That's a, that's a, a, uh, that covers a multitude of sins and
2: it's free. You're right, hundred percent. And talk about uh, my favorite word, free, I, yeah, free for sure. Uh, you had a great uh, uh, your latest book, Common Sense Healthcare Policy for Common Sense Americans. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Thanks for asking. And by the way, the subtitle of that book is "and presidential candidates." And you know the, the take the takeaway is that healthcare reform is a complicated proposition. And we all have a role to play. It's multifaceted. Nothing's going to happen quickly. And the thing that we've got to avoid most acutely are sound bite solutions. And, of course, those are the favorite types of solutions of politicians. So what I tell the readers of the book is, listen, you know, if, if uh, you listen to a politician talk and they've got a solution for healthcare, uh, ask them how that impacts, for example, things like protecting innovation. Uh, and, and if they don't have an answer, I'll send them my book for free.
2: Yeah, oh. I love that. All right, I, I just that. woke up. Well, you know, you look at you, you've got obviously so much going on. Um, You busy prior to even this whole pandemic. Uh, certainly we appreciate the time that you have uh, spent with us. I guess if we were to get one more uh, comment from you, any last words for, you know, our, our listeners around the world or uh, coast to coast here in, in the United States on, you know, things that maybe they can really consider and think about as we continue to fight on.
1: Personal responsibility, and it's worth repeating that relative to defeating COVID, which we will do and what we are doing, is keep your social distance, shelter in place, personal hygiene, absolutely crucial. I can't repeat it enough times.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you sharing uh, your wisdom and experience with this. And again, it's a great reminder to all of us. And uh, again, we'll be in touch with you. We really appreciate uh, the the chat today. And again, uh, uh, on a lighter note, are, are you a Yankee fan?
1: <laughs> I am. I am an obnoxious Yankee fan. I have
2: to admit. Uh, uh, we miss baseball as we talk sports constantly on our network. But uh, hopefully, we'll uh, York, we'll be seeing that New, ball thrown York, around a little bit. New York Giants. Thanks football. again, Peter.
1: Fingers crossed. Stay safe, guys.
2: All right, Peter Pitts. You heard it. Live and direct right here on the radio network, former FDA Associate Commissioner on Hand Sanitizer Pandemic Defense. And, of course, uh, currently he is the president and co-founder of Center for Medicine in the public interest.
0: As we try to inform and entertain, stay with us.